Hey, I'm Murph. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years now, and enlightened by my special guests. And speaking of special guests, Jesus Christ Almighty, do I have a first ballot Hall of Famer on board for this ride? Almost ran out of gas on that one. Depending on what decade it was and what drugs you were doing with them, you may know this gentleman as TC. Biff Sweater. Waiver Warriors. Timmy likes the titties. Biff Sweezy. The loser and lover boy. King of the 185 pounders. And one of the main reasons I'm still alive today. It's my dear brother. Please welcome to the program, Tim Casey. Holy shit, Murph. That's the best intro I've ever heard in my life, man. You got, you got to be my hype, man. From now on. You've earned it. Thank you for having me. Love uh, it. Well, we got a fucking jam-packed program. I mean, this is the Luzerne County-themed episode. Uh, for the listeners, Tim is a, you know, if you didn't catch it from the intro there, a very dear uh, old friend of mine kept me alive in my uh, post-heroin mid-hepatitis C treatment. I was about 90 pounds soaking wet, and I was soaking wet with Jaeger. Uh, uh, with warm Jaeger and, and it was, and you got me through it and I love you for it. And that's why I'm here today. So thank you for, uh, for, for being around. And, and we had uh, some, some time since then, uh, but we're both Luzerne County brothers. Uh, and, uh, this episode is, is for us and for Pennsylvania coal country. What a, what a, what a region, huh? We've been in the news a lot, a lot of drugs, a lot of politics, Let's take the listeners through a run through Luzerne County uh, in this Luzerne County themed episode, and we'll kick things off right out of the gates with the substance report. But before we do, we're going to have to pay some bills. We're just going to have a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back for the substance report. All right. Uh, Thank you to our (laughs) sponsors at Jim Dandy's in both Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. You'll have a Jim Dandy time. Uh, so, uh, this is the, uh, the first segment of the program here. This is the substance report. This is the question. Do junkies lives matter? So Tim, you know this about the mainstream media, their narrative around substance use is just total garbage always has been. So what I like to do in this segment is, is, uh, take a look at some of the top drug related stories in the news and give them some proper coverage. Uh, you know, like only two veteran drug users can, uh, and, uh, this number here is, uh, something that, uh, I think we were texting this back and forth to each other when we saw this, uh, this is a, this is a real shit situation, regardless of uh, what you think here. This one's from the times leader, a local paper here. Yes. Uh, this one, uh, is, is, uh, only a few weeks ago. Wilkes-Barre man indicted in 2021 drug death, uh, federal grand jury indicted. And I will bleep that, uh, because you know, his name gets dragged through the mud. I don't need to be dragging anybody's name through the mud, but we know this, uh, this gentleman uh, of Wilkes-Barre on charges. He provided drugs that caused the fatal overdose of another man in 2021. So now, you know, as the, as the system slogs on here, uh, this, uh, this is a kid I played Little League with. Uh, I'll call him, uh, I'll call him uh, uh, <laughs> King Boy. Uh, King Boy is uh, wonderful. Uh, well, just bleep. I don't know what I'll do, but I'm not going to say his name. Anyhow, I played Little League with him. You know, he was having a rough, uh, a rough go of it, as we all did at one time or another. This is a classic case of drug delivery resulting in death. Tim, we've talked about this before. This is uh, kind of the local response. Pennsylvania brings this charge more than any other state. 
uh, and Luzerne County really got on the train with this. Uh, and basically what this is, is, uh, and I want to read this. Uh, I don't usually read through the actual article, but I printed this out. My printer ink is a little low here. So <laughs> bear with me. But I wanted to read this to you because let's just paint this picture. This is what this dude is now federal charges uh, facing up to 20 years, uh, which they're obviously trying to get him to, you know, to, 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 to uh, squeal and, and, and wheel. But uh, it doesn't look like he did. Uh, so this says in the summer was charged in Luzerne County Court on similar charges in the death of 35 year old in Kingston. He uh, had been sought since April and arraigned on, in July on drug delivery resulting in death and possession with intent to deliver. It says uh, they, they obtained a search warrant for the apartment and retrieved, among other things, sealed bags of heroin and fentanyl stamped Gucci. So Gucci, you know, a brand of heroin which was stepped on and some fentanyl was put in it, obviously. The complaint said a state police crime lab report of the drug seized showed a mixture of fentanyl and tramadol. The coroner's report on his death determined he died from fentanyl toxicity and the manner of death was accidental. But yet what they do here with these drug delivery resulting in death is basically who's holding the hot potato in this situation. Because obviously my old uh, Little League teammate here was, uh, you know, is a user of, 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 of uh, heroin. So as with anything, it's like who's buying, you know, who's, who's going to cop today? Oh, my guy's not getting back or this is that you know we all we've all been taking a turn with this uh they like to paint this as like oh we're going after the traffickers of these drugs and now uh my little league teammate is is facing 20 years in federal prison what do you think about this tim what do you think about this as policy and what do you think about this just in in general well there's a lot to unpack and you know obviously it was um as, as it usually is with those overdoses it's uh, multiple substances and and they might zero out one that they're policing at that particular time but um yeah it's tough because it might be a friend you know and you're uh, maybe you're both addicted to a particular substance and you're uh, sharing you're helping your friend you think or or whatever to not go with, through withdrawals or however you might want to say it and um and I, I i could see where you'd want to police it in a way like you know if um you purchased drugs for someone and, and they, they were the ones that purposely contaminated it. And I've heard stories where people would claim, Oh, well, this person was a problem and, and they just put extra fentanyl in their drugs to uh, get rid of them or um, basically put a hit on them in a way, or, you know, like, Oh, they told me these were Skittles and it was actually fentanyl. Well, they told me this was cocaine. It was actually fentanyl. And if you're the person that put it in there, um, and and didn't disclose that, I I, I could see that that's that's a pretty scummy thing to do. It if is. The it is. Is that, that not pack, that package? And that's almost. I that's would say got to be very much, rare. I would say. I, I'd say that's pretty much murder. If you're the person that put that in there, put that substance sure. in there, told them it was um, pixie sticks and it was a deadly dose of fentanyl, and you gave it to a kid or something. Which never happens, but that is never. Yeah, that's the that's the old razor blades <laughs> in the apple. I mean that that yeah, fucking yeah. De, that but, demon is out there. <laughs> but that that's how that's how it's reported sometimes. But um, sure, the hysteria. Uh, obviously, if you bought something thinking it was one thing, and uh, you you obviously have a problem yourself, um, you shared it with a friend, and your friend passes away. That that's a, obviously a devastating thing for you, and. Um, it's that's a very over half. That's well over half. Well over yeah, half. I'm, of try, these I'm cases trying to see. Are, are that? Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm trying to see both sides of that story. And siblings, uh, siblings. It's just, I never, 
it's just sad in every way. Um, it, it is. It is. You lose a friend, and uh, and now and now you're looking at a prison sentence again. If yeah. if it's regardless of what it is, whether it's you know, I wouldn't even single it out because yes, you're right. Someone who's purposefully like you know this like dastardly you know uh, uh, character. Uh, he, and who does that from the imagination of the of the media? Yeah, no one does that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it's not a real thing. So I think what, what most of the time what happens with this because PA does it like I said, more than any other state, like by, by a long shot. Uh, and they like amended the, the law so that it made it easier for them to charge it because it's also a ridiculous thing. There's tramadol in there. There's some other, the xylazine uh, back to the old romping days that we were getting into <laughs> Xylazine's another big one that's in there. That's fucking people up because Narcan doesn't work because it's not an opioid. So people get way too much of the, uh, the xylazine in there. Okay. If people are cutting and stepping on stuff to, to make it cheaper to do whatever, there's still also a way where when that happens, if again, with the Gucci stamp, if you know what it is you're getting, some people want fentanyl. Right. Some people want a little bit of that there. The problem is you just don't know because of the criminalization of it. You're not able to, they just finally passed these fentanyl testing strips in PA to use to just be like, what the fuck is it? What are we doing here? Because like you said, if you go to the store to buy Pixie sticks, if you go to Pantry Quick and you buy a package of Pixie sticks and you open them up and, and, and they fuck it and it's, you know, arsenic or whatever the fuck, then it's like, yeah, somebody's what the, who the hell's fiddling around there. But you, the packaging you're supposed to know, like the whole idea there is that doesn't generally happen. So I think with this, it's like, it's just sad. It's, it, it doesn't work because they've been doing it, this drug delivery and they call it, it's called different things in different States. But basically this idea of like, we're going to prosecute it's expensive for the taxpayers. It's a ridiculous, it's difficult to prove uh, most people who overdose People keep wanting to say fentanyl, fentanyl. A lot of times it's multiple drugs. So it's like right, if, right. if you have multiple. Don't have good reaction. They could have done other drugs during the day. And then you, you kind of have to see the intent. Like I, like I would 100% be okay with charging someone if they told somebody you're, you're buying whatever. It's it's marijuana, but it's laced with fentanyl. And then someone dies and they just thought they were going to smoke a joint for the first time. They died from fentanyl. Um yeah, you could charge that person if you knew the person did that and they were like... They've tried that kind of one. You can't smoke it, though. You can't smoke it. That's the problem. No? No, okay. no. That's a that's another myth. The the, the weed fentanyl thing is a, is a myth. Because you could smoke a lot of other drugs. You could smoke cocaine and heroin. I, I didn't but know. But you, you got a free base. You know, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't hit it with a direct flame like that. So if you just uh, sprinkled fentanyl powder on weed, nah, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't dying from that. But No. Yeah. No, but I hear you though. The intent, regardless of, of I, how I was you, just trying to make the most harmless, like to yes. the worst intent. But, uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's uh, I mean, look, it, this parlays, this kind of actually is, is perfectly transitioning into this next segment that I just started doing uh, recently, because there's a ton of like this fentanyl coverage has reached. Like it's hard because people can't balance the two ideas at once. It's like, I just as human beings, we have a hard time, you know, with, with nuance or with like, Two ideas are true. This is a, a thing that could be bad, harmful, et cetera. This is if you want one thing and you don't know what it is you get. But then it's like the media spins it into this shit that is, of course, just, you know, clicks and, and local news and the coverage is like it's fentanyl fever. So I'm going to slide this perfectly because this is we're going to keep it in Luzerne County. So as you know, I'm about to uh, to go off on uh, my old pal Salivantis. Uh, sure. This is a little uh, Luzerne County version of uh, fentanyl fever. You want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. So here we are. Literally what we were just talking about. Uh, before we get into it, sorry, really quick, a word from our sponsors. Yo, I'm a gym, Danny Tech. 
Oh man, what a pork chop. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So basically the fentanyl fever is literally what we were just talking about. So this, these myths that are surrounding it. I mean, I believe both that's of That's the old thing they used to tell us when we were growing up was that that was the whole reefer madness holdover. Even when we were, the dare program was like, you don't know what's on that weed. And you're like, I mean, at worst, it's like some fucking bug spray. Who was the cop that came to our classrooms? He got me every time. Officer Dan with his little Officer fucking breathe. <laughs> yeah, his fucking breath stunk of schnapps. Yeah. He was wobbly. I still have PTSD from that guy. <laughs> his ill-fitting khakis. He was a fucking yeah. pervert. <laughs> yeah, he was, <laughs> I'll say it. He never no, no, he never made a pass at me. No, no, no. He, he was just, <laughs> no, he's a shit. I don't even think he was an actual cop. Like, I think he's probably like... <laughs> Just Officer Dan of, of the airport. Yeah, no, he had his little briefcase. And he told us. He told he us. He came in with that McGruff the crime dog puppet. <laughs> Did you ever really, honestly, like even as a young, I mean, you're a skeptic. I feel like at a very young age, I was like, this is, I was turning to kids being like, this is bullshit. Like this, probably fourth yeah, grade. It was, grade. it was either fourth or, fourth or fifth grade. Our entire class made fun of it. They gave us this, um, I'm just remembering, they gave us like a cartoon magazine about drugs. And, um, on the one page, it just said death for sale. And it like had all the drugs pictured on it on one page and <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> Bleep out his name, I guess. But oh yeah. There's going to be a lot of bleeps in the Luzerne County episode. He yeah. taped it to the front of his desk in fourth grade. <laughs> this thing. And just like acted like he was setting up shop at his desk. And it was just a page of the dare magazine. that just said drugs for sale. <laughs> and it was just like we just laughed about it like they all came they gave us like a half of a day like thing and then immediately it was just made fun of but yeah uh, uh, uh bleepity bleep uh uh <laughs> swiped the made a move for the briefcase i remember to throw it out the door just to try to hide it or whatever i remember and officer dan caught it he went he got yanked quick which brought up an interesting point that someone told me who used to work in the dare program that they would use real drugs in that briefcase. Oh, in that briefcase, it's like a glass with a glass. Thing yes, the that was confiscated. Yeah. That was like, yeah, that was when they, you know, the they confiscated drugs. So they showed you what it actually looks like. Now. Yes. So they're bringing actual drugs into, and in fourth, fifth grade, you know, I'll, I'll puff something, I'll snort something if it's floating around. Uh, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been fentanyl back to, back in the day. Hopefully, Officer Dan's not packing fent. But anyway, the fentanyl fever here, specifically in Luzerne County, the chief of Hazelton Police. But I'd like to sit with this gentleman for a minute. So I don't know if you saw this piece. I'm sure you've seen these cops overdosing on fentanyl, uh, saying that they, they did by touching it. Yes, yes. I believed it before I talked to you about it. I know you did. We had a battle. We had a battle a little while back, I remember. Uh, but here's the thing. if you A simple Google search, you might actually think if you just go one page deep, you know, you get the local news coverage. You get like th- there was a stretch where it was some mainstream newspapers, the L.A. Times. Just like last year did a big one on the sheriff because it's copaganda. The cops will just call and say, this is what happened. And they run a story without asking any medical professional copaganda. I mean, I stole that. Uh, But yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, But it's funny when like you see a news story and they go, they're like, what are your sources? Like, even if you're pretending to be a journalist at this point, like, what are your sources? Like, oh, the cops, the cops just called and said that they they had to overdose and go to the and get Narcan and go to the hospital. And you're like, well, that's not medically possible. Not a scientist, not an expert. Yeah. Uh, so ask an expert. Uh, but here, here's here's a fun local story, and the sad part about this is they do ask, ask an expert. So let's let's take a look at this. And uh, you know, if you have anything to chime in, I can always pause along. The, the close way call overnight for three Hazelton City police officers who responded to an overdose call. All three became ill, and it could have been much worse. 
Eyewitness News lead I-2 reporter Andy Mahalchik is live in the control center now. Andy, what happened? Well, Mark, they were exposed to a highly addictive and potentially deadly opioid fentanyl. In fact, one officer nearly overdosed. In fact, Andy, you mean in fiction. Just after 2 a.m. in the area of North James and 7th Streets, three officers responded to a call about an unresponsive male inside a car. My officer goes to pull him out, the first officer on scene. Jerry Spizzali, this dude's a famous, he wrote a book. He's, he's a hot shot. So this is Jerry, this is the chief here. Hits him with Narcan, and while he's doing it, doesn't realize that on the individual's chest, and on his face and around his nose is fentanyl. The man was overdosing. Fentanyl, a man-made opioid, is often used in conjunction with heroin. Oh, also, the, uh, one thing they didn't mention is one of these officers was an X-Men, was a member of the X-Men. He could see with his eyes. He, he's a fent they call him Fenty. And he like just looks at powder on someone and he goes, oh, that's fentanyl. Uh, so that's how they knew, uh, just by seeing this person with a little powder on The other two officers were a little bit sketchy, but they checked their vibe. Wait, wait, for the listeners can't see this, but look at Andy Mahalchik creeping in the top corner of this. I don't know where the reflection <laughs> of this frame, but he is creeping. Mahalchik looks like he overdosed on a tanning bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Mahalchik was, this is a winter story. He's hitting it. He's he definitely fried his brain in the tanning bed. Yeah, so no, he's. He, we got to cut him, we got to cut him some slack. Fentanyl is the least of his worries. He's going to have skin cancer next month. He started to feel a little bit weird right away. So when EMS got on the scene, they checked him out. His vitals were a little off. They transported him immediately. They spoke to me in the middle of the night. I told him, get him to the hospital now. They Narcaned our officer. Now, here, how awkward is this if you're an EMT? Because you have some, tra you know. You know, you know that presumably, I would hope if he took any training, you know, this isn't real. His vitals were off. The problem is if you're having a panic attack, your heart is racing. So they show up and a cop goes, I'm overdosing on fentanyl. And the EMT goes, but your heart is racing really fast. And you're like sweating and you're having like shallow. You're not having like the kind. This is not what that is. And he's like, Narcan me, God damn it. And it's like, so, as an EMT, you just have to sit there and like, all right, buddy, we Narcan you. Like, Here's what I want to know. How did Narcan get the licensing to use the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo? <laughs> yeah. What's that? Yes. That is they interesting. Do they have to pay them for that? Yo, Frashanti should come for Big Pharma. <laughs> no, you're right. That is... That is That's probably I, a settlement. Frashanti did enough heroin. He's just like, all right. That's amazing. You saved my life enough times just to use this. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, that was in a settlement. He was just like, "Great, let's put this on." <laughs> that should be an album cover. We should do a little Photoshop with that. All right, uh, put a little, I'm down. Yeah, so 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 the name brand Narcan. So also when there's a Narcan shortage locally going around because they were price gouging with it. As this shortage is, there's just cops just popping off Narcan all over the place unnecessarily. Narcan is a drug that can reverse a drug overdose. Jason Harlan has worked in a... So I played baseball, went to high school with Jason Harlan's brother. I'm not going to bleep his name because he's a public person. Now, this is their expert. So you want to go, dude, you shouldn't just talk to the chief of police. Like, talk to an expert. This is what the expert says. Addiction counseling for 20 years. He says the officers were very lucky. It could have been a much different outcome. Fentanyl is extremely addictive, so someone who, let's say, is a first responder or a family member that enters the, a room with, you know, somebody who might be have an issue with fentanyl, you can become addicted to it instantly. It's just that strong and potent of a synthetic drug that is made by humans. Synthetic drug that's made by humans is a fun uh, double, double down, triple down. Uh, 
But that aside, here's why this fucking sucks. Because what he just said is that anyone who has a family member or someone around who's overdosing, don't go in the room. Let Leave them to die. Because if you literally walk in the room, you could become addicted instantly. This is a, this is a professional now. This is an addiction specialist here saying this, which is, that's just hard. It's hard to hear. The cops you expect it from, but I'm like, this dude. See, I'm the opposite. When I, I have Narcan, and like whenever I see somebody that looks a little bit high, I just shoot them up with Narcan. <laughs> you're just, you're yeah. the Narcan. Yeah, you're the one everyone at Garrity's is getting fucked. Yeah, they're it's like, like, bro, I just had surgery. Like, I just, my arm hurts. And they're like, no, sorry, you're a junkie. <laughs> Hitting him with the Narcan. They call him the fucking, the Narcan fairy. He's just. Yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Damn. If I suspect you have to take all. <laughs> You're just hitting everybody with the Narcan. You're just going up to law enforcement and being like, thank you for your service and just hitting them with Narcan. <laughs> they pull you over on a traffic violation. You just hit them with that Narcan. <laughs> I thought there was a breeze. You might have been coming into contact with some fentanyl. <laughs> the one thing I will say about Jason Harlan, too, a quick other fun side note about that uh, addiction expert there who just soiled the sheets uh, horrendously is that on Thanksgiving Day when I lived in Pennsylvania there, we have our dog, Goldie Hahn. My folks showed up. This is on uh, Bennett Street there. Uh, we walked out of the front door. Goldie runs out to greet my folks. Fast Freddy's across the street getting a pie or something out of his the, the trunk. She runs out into the road. A car, like, like, a, like a fucking commercial for brakes, like a car commercial, screeches to a halt. Misses, like she just stood there, didn't even move. I stared at the, the car. Store. Yeah, inches from her, like cartoonishly close. Gets out of the car. It's Jason Harlan and his wife. <laughs> what? Yeah. He tried to kill your dog? He tried to kill my dog. So I fucking, I hit him with the Narcan and we went about our Thanksgiving meal. Uh, Yeah, there was fentanyl in the turkey. I mean, it was a wild Thanksgiving, but so let's finish off this pile of shit. I mean, the cops are one thing, but Tarlin, Jesus. It's the gun, the knife, the domestic, the car stop. It's now an unresponsive mail, a medical call that you're going to help someone who has a serious addiction and now you're facing your life being in danger from a powdered substance. All three officers will be okay. The one well, officer who was given will. a shot of Narcan was taken to a hospital, treated, and released. Reporting in the control center, Andy Mahal, Chicago Witness News. Mark? A very frightening situation, Andy. The threat of exposure to fentanyl and other dangerous opioids has prompted many area communities to offer specialized training for their first responders. Besides that, many of those first responders, such as police, carry Narcan. Okay, so uh, guys, here we are. We're day one training. We're, we're going to train everyone on the Narcan. Uh, you can't. You can't die from it. You can't even get high from it just by uh, it being around. So I hope that's what they tell them on day one of that training. It's just unfortunate. You know, cops are being like, we're spread too thin. We don't give a shit about these fucking junkies. We got the same call from the same fucking guy again doing the thing. Like, we get it. We know what's going on here. Uh, But it's just, you know, it's sad. It's sad all around. Uh, And I think, like, people are like, what do you think? Cops are just, like, lying? Which, yes, they lie all the time. But I think in this case, like I said, the, the panic attack. Like they've been whipped into such a frenzy that it's like, oh shit, what was it? That this bag opened up and spilled. Like, what, is it fentanyl? Is it, you know, and you get worked into a fucking frenzy. But any medical, they're like, they were treated and released from the hospital. Again, I'd love to be in the break room with those nurses afterwards to be like, yeah, did you see the fucking Hazleton cop came back in? The dude was like, I'm overdosing on fentanyl. And they're like, yeah, I, I gave him like a little, a little fucking uh, a, a pixie stick, shot it up his nose and said it was Narcan. And he, Gave him a juice box. Yeah, I gave him a little, a little juice box. 
<laughs> sent him on his way. And then I I, uh, I testified against uh, Roger Kapinski, who sold who sold them the, the Narcan. <laughs> Which, by the by, again, it's like, it's all fun and goofiness. I'm like, I don't care how many fucking cops just go down and get a lollipop at the goddamn uh, emergency room. But they're now charging people with, with the, with, uh, if, if you were supplying the fentanyl. So if they showed up there, that guy who overdosed, there's some states, I think PA might have tried one of these, where they'll charge him with like, and when you're trying to kill a cop now, now you got a cop killer on your hands. Yeah. After you're like, well, they I said, just... Yeah. It's not, it's mad, it's madness. It's, it's frankly, it's like get fentanyl testing strips and get Narcan to the communities that need it and like fucking decriminalize it. That's it. And that's all. It's like, we're well, reaching. I, I don't know what the understanding from these people is because they said like 15 times it's man made. Do they think that people are making this in their bathtubs? Like it's that easy to make? Like you just like, like, no, it's made right. in mostly in China and it's, it's obviously getting in here and it's, there's definitely government officials that know that it's getting in here and allowing it to get in here. And sure. then. And most of the times, the people that are selling it don't know what they're even selling. So, yep, it, it's just framed in a weird way. You know what's funny is uh, Jerry, uh, the, the, the uh, Hazelton uh, uh, chief of police. There, this is a funny uh, clip of him discussing. I just want to play this really quick. Instead of decriminalizing, this is the logic that this guy goes through because he's drunk at some benefit. This is where they f- this uh, interview took place. He was a little tipsy, but this is what he says. Crime is driven 99% from urinating in public to the quality of life crimes all the way up to the most severe crime of robbery and burglary being driven by this heroin drug epidemic. Think about it. If we stomp that out, 99% of the crime being driven, imagine what the issue will be here in Hazleton. There'll be hardly any if we can just continue to disrupt and dismantle the drug organizations. You're so close. You got that. You were right there where you're like, if we could just 99% of the crime, if we just decriminalize, and then he's like, no, if we just take on these cartels like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the eighties and we just squash them, then we'll finally have no crime. No one will piss in the streets of Hazleton ever again. <laughs> if we, I'm like, bro, you, 99% of the crime because it's the usage is the crime. Like it just seems like I'm like, where's the brain? Like he just starts to go. You see the gears going and then you're just like, Oh no, man. No, I think you're, you're, you're confused here. Legalize pissing in the streets. We're fine. Le- legalize it. Yes. <laughs> Get back to pissing in the streets. Stop making it illegal to fucking live on the streets or give people housing. Jesus. Anyhow, I'm getting word that our sponsor might. Oh no, uh, they're okay. They're they're gonna uh, run one more spot for us here. All right. Well, listen, we're gonna wrap things up here, but we want to get to know you a little bit more. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a try. Oh my god, my fucking. Oh, my kid. Busted the clock. Never mind. All right. Well, we're going to get into a little uh, little something here uh, inside the user studio. <laughs> my kid got a hold of my James Lipton spectacles. Perfect. Anyhow, <laughs> I think I should be able to, without my cheaters, we end our podcast session with a weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is, 
Timothy Casey, what is your favorite drug? I'd have to say cannabis. Let's just go. Ooh, cannabis. Sativa or indica? I think I'm more of an indica guy. Ah, yes. In the couch, as the kids said 25 years ago. What is your least favorite drug? Uh, probably Xanax is probably the, the devil of them all. Ooh, Alprazolam. The Xanny bars, my goodness. You ping pong, your father's car coming down <laughs> Jaeger Avenue. <laughs> or so I'm told. Uh, what age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence? Probably a teenager, probably 14 or 15. Gorgeous age. What celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Let's go with, uh, I'll go with Shannon Hoon. Oh, my, what a beautiful soul, Shannon Hoon. Tragic. What is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Your favorite drug? Your favorite slang word uh, for your favorite Jazz drug? cabbage. Jazz. <laughs> jazz. You said jazz cabbage. I almost, I thought I heard jazz cafe. I thought uh, Mr. Thomas Moran was coming out to make an appearance. I thought Tom Moran was going to pop out from behind that cacti there behind you. Oh, goodness. You've, you've left us right at the end. My God. I thought we lost you there for a moment. Oh, those glasses go. I was, oh, we lost the glasses. The glasses are gone. The glasses have glitched out entirely. Uh, I was prattling on about, uh, about Tom Moran, for Christ's sake. His indiscretions. My phone died. I knew it was going to die, but I didn't want to. I, I was thinking of a, pl a place to ask you where I could pl plug it in, and I was like hoping it was just going to make it. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. Uh, we're close. We're close now. <laughs> okay, we're just going right back into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll go right back into it. Oh, is that Tom Moran I see poking out from behind the, uh, the cacti there, I thought. Uh, but you said, you actually said jazz cabbage. Pardon me. Not jazz cafe. <laughs> what drug would you like to deal for a living, Tim? I would stick with the uh, cannabis, yeah. Ooh, my, the trifecta, I believe. Triple one down. Tim Casey, uh, you will get high on your own supply of jazz cabbage. Why not? What drug would you absolutely not like to deal under any circumstances? I'll go with that fentanyl that uh, chief of police convinced me it's the, uh, the death touch. It is indeed. Don't even let it anywhere near you. Don't even think of it. Get in your mind, take it over like a Babadook or something. Uh, and finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear Shannon Hoon say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Say, uh, goddamn Bible pushing man. Ha <laughs> Yes! Goddamn that Bible pushing man. <laughs> what a sweet soul. We miss you. We miss you, Shannon. I love you. And Tim, I love you too. I love you. Here are your drug uses. Well, I might have to invest in a new pair of specs there. Those almost uh, something sharp jutting out into my eye. Tim, we did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> You're the best in the biz. We made it almost. We had one phone die, but other than that, smooth sailing. Um, iPhone. Oh, Jesus Christ on the cross. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. I thought you froze up. I was like, don't you dare. I did. I did. Uh, any parting words? Anything? Uh, you know, you're a general contractor. I, you know, I know, I know you're not the best at plugs. No, I'm the worst. Nor do you care to plug. I just love spending time with you. But is there anything? 
Yeah, I have a jujitsu match coming up, but it's not a pro match. It's uh, so fucked. I'm not promoting. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck them. If they ain't paying you, no, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I love you. I'll let you get to bed. It's late. It's late night. Uh, thank you again so much for doing it. And thanks to everyone for listening. This has been your weekly dose. Hey, America, the needle, you're sleeping with your children, with your daughters, with your sons, and with your husband. Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is self-medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the self-medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.